Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dana Buckler Show, or more specifically, Dana Buckler Sports. My name is Dana, and I am joined once again by my very good friend, Bill Searcy. How are you, sir? I'm good. It's good to be here. It's great to have you back. We had such a great response when you joined me mm-hmm. last year to talk about uh, baseball, all things baseball, your baseball career, our favorite baseball movies, the whole nine. And we have been trying rather unsuccessfully to get together to do this. And I take full responsibility for this one. There was just a lot of a lot of moves happening for me over the past year, but I'm super happy that you're here. All good. It's, it's, uh, it's exciting to be back. And I guess I didn't make too big of a mess on my last one. So. Not at all. Not at all. So we're going to do something radically different than anything we've done on the podcast before. You and I have been trying to come up with an idea. We want to do our favorite sports movies. And it it's kind of arbitrary just to do a, a top 10 list. It's so easy to do that. So we thought we would try something different by doing a draft. And by a draft, I mean, we are, we've got all of our movies written down. Think of it just like the NFL. When I pick a movie, it's off the board. When you pick a movie, it's off the board. And we have to basically craft our... 10 favorite movies. So I think it's going to be rather exciting. Absolutely. I am I think I'm more excited to see uh, once I have my my teams, my my picks, if my team's better than yours when we're done. That's going to be, and we're going to have to leave that up to the listeners when it's all said and done with. So before we actually start the draft, I just wanted to ask you, we're both big football fans, you know, big, big fans of the sport. And, you know, this episode will be released prior to the Super Bowl this year. We don't know who's going to be in it. But I, I want to ask you, Bill, is there any particular Super Bowl that really stands out in your mind? Sure. Um, well, one, personally, I, I grew up, I was born in the uh, Tampa Bay, Florida area. And I remember growing up, I am 45 years old. There was a little black and white TV in the corner of the house there. I would watch all the away Tampa Bay Buccaneers games because they were always blacked out. You couldn't see a home game on TV unless you actually went to the game. You couldn't see them. Now, for our international listeners, Explain what blacked out means. Sure. I think the rules have changed, but the NFL had rules in place in 60s, 70s, 80s that if the home team didn't sell enough tickets to the game, then the local city couldn't see the game on TV. They would black it out. So you'd kind of push attendance to go to the game. So the Bucks historically were so awful that... Uh, every home game for almost my whole life was blacked out. So I had to go to the game and we just didn't go to games. That just wasn't a thing. So I never saw them <laughs> at home, maybe twice, you know, in my teenage years, I only went a couple times. So like, I don't even remember seeing them actually win a game live until I was like 20. Okay. <laughs> so all of that changed in 2002. We had a good run. I mean, that, that could be another whole episode in itself, but the team turned things around. Two different coaches had had great drafts as you know we're talking about doing drafts today and uh really built a good foundation and ended up having a nice run and came close a couple times to getting the super bowl but actually got to the super bowl that year and went to san diego and uh, beat the raiders and that's another whole ironic thing as we had taken their coach john gruden and actually had a trade it was kind of a weird thing how we got him but he coached the bucks to the super bowl win so that was that was i cried when we won it sounds almost silly but i (laughs) We, I get we were it. crying. I get it. I get it. So putting that 
Super Bowl aside, because obviously that would be your probably your favorite Super Bowl. Going back just over the past 20, 25 years, are there any Super Bowls that really stand out to you as far as being just dynamic games and just exciting? Or- sure. Yeah, I don't know the year. I, I This one sticks in my head because we had a big party. We had moved to a new town here in Ocala and ended up inviting a lot of newer friends we had. We had like 60 people in the house, small house. But it was the game um, the Arizona Cardinals played uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And at the end, it went back and forth, a couple late touchdowns. And the other thing that sticks out, too, is the halftime show. I think it was Bruce Springsteen. So, like, the halftime show was amazing. The uh, the house party was crazy. We had sushi and cigar bars and liquor. And I had bartenders. It was so much fun. And then the end of the game was just unreal. Um, I think a historic catch by San Antonio Holmes, maybe in the corners. And then I didn't... I think Arizona and actually winning that game or that catch won the game for the Steelers. I, I think the catch won the game for the Steelers, if I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. So great game. That one sticks in my head just because of that party. The end of the game, I think, went back and forth, two late touchdowns and a very historic catch. The NFL, I think, shows that catch on a lot oh, of like commercials. Absolutely. This, absolutely. That and and that out. was the get that game is also famous for uh, uh, James Harrison's 100 yard, 103 yard oh, yeah. uh, uh, rumble. Rumble. Yeah. And you see him on the oxygen afterwards because he was so, you know, he's a, he's a defensive player and he just runs that thing yeah back. it was a fumble or a fumble a recovery, fumble recovery yeah, and he ran it all the way back he went beast mode when it wasn't beast mode yeah before, I think. Yeah. yeah so that was that was a cool touchdown so that game if you went back and watched it highly entertaining i uh, i actually went to a super bowl party at your house in 2012 and that was the second time the patriots were playing the giants and uh you know we Great time. Thanks for having me. I I was, uh, you know, I think like everybody at that party, you know, it was very festive mood. Uh, I was wearing my Tom Brady jersey, a lot of drinks going on. And I think that was the that was the night that I proclaimed that Danny Woodhead would be the MVP. Yeah, and we have a signal still today. To this day. We uh, point our finger up like, you'll see. You'll see. You'll see. see. For me, the the two Super Bowls that stick out to me the most, one was heartbreaking. The other one was the most exciting I've ever seen. Of course, the heartbreaking one was the 2007 Patriots perfect season coming to an end with uh, the David Tyree catch and he had bubble gum on his head. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Yeah, great crazy catch on his helmet there. And the other one would be the one from a couple years ago against Atlanta when we were down twenty eight to three. Simply, simply put, the greatest football game I've ever seen in my life. And if we had lost, it would have been the worst football game I've ever seen in my life. Sure. But that's that's the thing about football. That that one's amazing. So I went uh, out of town for training to up, up uh, upgrade some knowledge on some things and was sent to New York to do a little bit of just extra sales development. And I was in a limo from the airport watching on my phone in the back just screaming and yelling the driver had no idea like i don't think he realized the super bowl was on he's just right. working and i'm in the back there just yelling i could not believe that game that was yeah. that was unreal like atlanta should have won a game if i were, oh, i mean it should have they, they could have just sat on it and did nothing and won i remember joe buck he makes a comment at the beginning of the fourth quarter and he's like you know tom brady's quietly passed for more than 400 yards like you like like that was the signature tom brady game if there was ever a signature signature Tom Brady game. Sure. And and I grew up, um, as we talked in the previous episode, a baseball player. But it, I think I've watched more football games yeah. than I have played baseball games. So it, it's just the excitement and the change and just the strategy. Football is just you know, unique in itself. And I, I just love some of the, the games when I go back and forth at the end. I, I, just football is so exciting to watch. American football, I guess I should say. So for our international listeners, 
Every year, the NFL holds its draft. And basically what that means is there's 32 teams in the league. And based on their performance the year prior, they are assigned an order in which they draft college players. And I'm just kind of crunching some numbers here. And these aren't hard numbers, but there's about 120 Division I schools in in this country, Division I colleges, and, you know, 60, 70 players per school. So sure. we're getting into like 20,000. I mean, lots, six, of lots of players. And they only draft about 260 players, something something to that effect. Like, sure. So to be drafted is a, a major deal. And they, there's rigid rules for how the draft works. Each team is allotted a certain amount of time. You know, there's experts that will tell you who's, you know, who's the best position player you kind of know year after year you kind of know who the number one pick is going to be sometimes there's a little bit of back and forth i look at 98 with ryan leaf and peyton manning those are those are some interesting drafts any draft surprises that you can recall well i don't want to get into like maybe bad mistakes because there's been some i mean there's you're if you're 50 50 on picking a player that's going to pan out and play for multiple years you've done good so it's really tough but i think uh, one interesting one you were speaking a the Giants when they won that Super Bowl. Eli Manning was the quarterback. So that was a unique draft to where I think he was picked number one overall by the Chargers. His dad said he didn't want his son to play in San Diego and ended up the Giants traded with the Chargers. And then Eli ends up in New York and then they draft Phillip Rivers. He's still on the team. Both of them are still in the league today. So that was an interesting one where one and two was picked and traded. And and both very solid players. Sure. That yeah. one always sticks out to me. Yeah. So, we're going to we're going to do a well, actually you had a couple more things you were going to talk about the actual draft because historically, let's just be honest. The NFL, I was watching a video the other day where they were talking about the the popularity of the NFL and the numbers, the amount of money that the Billions. NFL brings in. It brings in more money than baseball, hockey, basketball, Premier League soccer, Combined. Combined. Yeah, that's crazy. And they're trying their best to expand beyond Well, they the are. United they're States. international now. Yeah, they're uh, playing games in London. Your fans in London and yeah. England, I mean, they're, we're across the pond that way. We're, there's games in Mexico City. And I know they're looking at other cities. Yeah. And so it's a brand. I mean, it is a, sure. it is a brand beyond brand. And they are, uh, they're really trying to expand. So historically, the draft was always held in New York, but they're they're making plans beyond that, correct? Yeah, like 40, 50 years, it was hosted always in New York City um, at a very specific place. And it was more of a business transaction. Just it wasn't, uh, you know, as it has become today, it was just a, a draft so the teams could pick players. But now it's a show. I yeah. mean, it's and it's over multiple days. So it used to be just one day, nobody was there except the teams and the, who was picking now the players are there there's red carpet there's fans there musical performances i mean it's and it's it's over like uh three days the one on tv now they have a couple i think extra rounds that are on on tv but they actually televised three days it used to be like i said in new york city they started moving it not too long ago and chicago had the first run where it was outside of new york then philly dallas nashville and now this year 2020 coming up is going to be in las vegas and las vegas is the new city or the new home to the uh, Los Angeles or the Oakland Raiders. So Vegas is on fire on the NFL right now. And then I've did a little bit of homework after Vegas. will go Cleveland to be announced in 2022 and then Kansas City in 23. And then beyond that, it's just up to the league where they're going to go next. So it's now it's a traveling show, three days on TV, so much entertainment. It'll be a, where you would just travel to that city because you want to go yeah, see the all the entertainment. It's it's incredible. Does the NFL plateau at any point? This growth cannot 
go on forever. I mean, do you see, do you, I mean, how many years out are we where it sort of plateaus? I don't want to say the bubble will burst because I don't think that's sure. going to happen anytime soon. Well, but- I've heard, I've heard, because I listen a lot to the, and we might get into the fantasy football side of things. And I think that's part of some of this growth is fantasy football. But I also just listen to NFL channel all on Sirius XM. And I just list, you know, because I'm in the car a lot. I, I listen. And one of the things I've picked up is they are reaching international to where London's hosted quite a few games yeah. here. But I, I think that what they want to do is maybe expand the regular season and add one extra game and decrease how many preseason games there are. And then maybe that extra game might pop around to other cities that actually don't have a team. Yeah. And multiple ones would be internationally just to grow. So I think they got a good run here for a while just because they're they're already looking yeah, to stay ahead of the game there. Roger Goodell, good for the NFL or bad for the NFL? I think he's great. I mean, he's been there since they've been growing. What annoys me, and I, I'm a fan, so I'm just going to say it. So at every draft, when he gets on stage, he's the one that announces at least the first round. He's the one that says every team's on the clock and he announces the pick. The local fans, at least in New York and Philly, and and I think a little bit in Chicago too, they they start booing when he gets on stage. And I, you know, I, I don't get it. Um, the... I think he's great. He's he's the face of why they've changed. I'm sure he has a big team around him, but I, the booing just I just I wish he'd address it. it. It actually annoys me that they're booing when they're at they're there, right? They obviously love it if they're there. So I I don't know. I don't get that one. I think he's great. All right, excellent. And I don't know him personally, so no, no, no right. Excellent. I'm just speaking on behalf of what I see. Absolutely, right. that's all. I, that's all I can ask for. So, Bill, we've Uh-oh. talked we've talked Uh-oh. about the draft. Yeah. We did a coin toss prior to recording. Yeah, I know. That that happened quick, too. Dana flipped the coin, and I was like, man, I'm not ready here. So, he got me. So I will be picking number one overall. And this is very, very tough. I've got 45 movies written in front of me, <laughs> on, on my paper in front of me. But I have to go with my number one pick overall. Yeah. I have to go with the movie that impacts me the most emotionally. This is the movie that I've seen multiple times, and it gets me every time. And I watched it yesterday. Because I knew that it was on my board, and that is Rudy. Oh, my wife is going to be so mad that I don't have Rudy. And so... Wow, okay. Rudy is just the, the the consummate true underdog story about, for those who haven't seen it, Sean Astin plays Daniel E. Rudiker. He is a, a lifelong Notre Dame fan. He is Based on a true story. Based on a true story. I met the real Rudy. Yeah, he came into the restaurant I was working four or five years ago. I, I had an opportunity to talk with him for a cool. few minutes. And he is a little guy. Right. I mean, I'm 5'7". He's probably two inches shorter than me. Yeah, like they, he, they make the movie, too, is that you see the size difference. Yeah. yeah like they picked the right guy for, for that movie. And, and, and this story, is it's, it's such a story of perseverance and never giving up against all odds. I'm getting chills. And, I love that movie, too. And I don't want to spoil it for those who haven't seen the movie, but if you know the ending, I'm in tears every time and maybe it's because i'm not a very big person and i've you know i'm sports is something that i've never been able to really he comes he overcomes you know, all the odds, all the odds. I, it's amazing it's an it's an absolutely incredible movie so without a doubt rudy is my number one pick. rudy yeah rudy. absolutely so rudy. that being said bill you are now officially on the clock oh my gosh so do, is it 30 seconds. I'm just joking. Yeah, no, I, NFL, they, they have a yeah, clock. Yeah, you, you watch you, it tick off. 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. But for the sake of the listeners, not to worry, I'll edit. <laughs> yeah, right. I won't do that. <laughs> Take your time. I am ready. So I had my number one pick. So I'm excited that my team, I'm calling them my teams, by the way. Yeah, my, okay. my team is there. And and I think uh, probably the first few picks are going to be personal, right? So uh, I'll, I'll give mine away here probably as, as soon as I say this. But uh, I am a golfer. And 
uh, I've become, I've evolved as a golfer. I've played for 20, 30 years now, but uh, I've, I've really, really dove into this thing deep recently. And uh, for our sports fans out there, my handicap index is a 2.5. So some people that means nothing to, but uh, I do work hard at it. So anyway, without going any further, Caddyshack is my number one pick. And besides that it's golf, it's absolutely hilarious that there doesn't go a day that a quote from that movie, at least when we're playing golf, we just referenced it the other day. So there's so many quotes. Dana probably can speak to this one too. It is it is one of those movies that it really is fantastic. And I think it's a great pick. And it was it was definitely on my board. Oh, it was. It was definitely on my big, it was on, it was Mel, Mel, I had called Mel Kuyper Jr. the other day and just said, you know, he said Caddyshack has got to be on the big board. It was on his big board. I love that movie for a couple of reasons. One, it's directed by Harold Ramis, made on an incredibly small budget, has a great cast of characters. It has titans of comedy in it with Chevy Chase and Bill Murray. Yeah, exactly. That guy right here. Exactly. And again, I always say it's a movie that could never be made today. No, it came came out at a perfect time and it, it is absolutely hilarious and i mean bill murray is reason enough to see the film sure but it, it's just it's a fun movie i love the lot one of the last lines we're all gonna get laid i mean who doesn't want to finish a movie with that it's it's excellent and <laughs> lest we forget roddy dangerfield just uh, kills it in and that i can't movie. even say his name al cervic like his name his character yeah i mean he's just so hilarious he's i, I don't want to get into his sidekick and all that. No, I know. That guy's no, yeah. hilarious, Let's too. Let's go. Right, I'll, but, I'll just leave it at that. But it, it's a, you know, the, it was one of those first movies to really tackle the, uh, you know, the... Country club. The I'm country, the club, country club, club yeah. Living. You know, the the elite versus the the blue collar sure. and all that stuff. Danny but, Noonan. But the, the but the elite were just so hilarious in it. Like, you, oh. just, you can't, I mean, that's a great pick. Judge Smales. Judge Smales, yes. The, oh, yeah. Well, the world needs ditch diggers, too. You know, I like that. <laughs> so that's a great pick. So, Caddyshack is off the board at yes. number one. So, I'm going to have to go with my number two pick. Again, my criteria for this is if it's a, it, a obviously a a sports movie, sure, but b a movie I get excited to watch no matter how many times I've seen it. This is hard. I, this is hard because it's go ahead. I, so for my number two pick, we're going to baseball, ooh. and we're going to go to a movie that I saw when it came out in 1989. I already know, and it's a movie that I just absolutely love, and I think it's hilarious. It stars Charlie Sheen, <laughs> Tom Berenger. Wesley Snipes, and that's Major League. Yes. So Major League is well coming, done. coming off the board. Football, then baseball with you. We spent some time talking about Major League on our uh, our last episode. So, so I would did. I would encourage listeners to go back and check out uh, the DBS Sports Part 3, where Bill goes through his 10 favorite films. And I think, was that number two on your list? It was. It was my number two baseball movie. It was your number yeah. two baseball movie. And that, you said that was your number one. That was my number one. So yeah. I kind of figured this would be going off the board. So Major League is now off the board at my number two pick. Again, and, and you know what? And there's a couple things I want to do. If we could backtrack just a little bit. Major League and I think Major League and Caddyshack, interesting case studies in the fact that they did produce some sequels, which were awful. Caddyshack 2, don't go see it. Don't no see it. No offense to whoever was in that or made it. No, no, not worth it. Major League 2, Major League 3, no, those movies, I, I've I've seen, I saw Major League 2, I haven't seen Part 3. Am I allowed to say don't watch it? Yeah, of course okay, you are. Yeah, don't yeah. watch yeah. Caddyshack 2. Don't, you know, Caddyshack Especially 2. if you like golf. It's yeah. terrible. That's on a different level of bad, That's though. Awful. And I'm not one that typically criticize movies because I understand that there's thousands of people behind the scenes making them, mm. but that was just a poor decision. I'd love to interview that them. 
whoever yeah. put that together. So they have a sort of They're, a Jackie Mason character in he Jackie Mason plays sort of like the Rodney Dangerfield character. Oh, it's just it's bad. And it was got into like miniature golf. Yeah, like uh, yeah. I, if the listeners know what miniature golf is like it, 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 it wasn't real golf. It was just kids and stuff. It I was know. Randy Quaid was in it if I remember. Sure. And and Dan Aykroyd played the Bill Murray character. Oh. Uh, it was it was not good. So all right, so Bill, you're on the clock with your number two. Yes. All right. Um, so my number two, I'm trying again, similar to Dana, but um, just movies that uh, one, I could watch a thousand times and two ones that I feel just maybe not uh, the sport that I play, but just like I want to see it again and I just get emotional watching it. So my number two pick is going to be boxing. <laughs> And this is a, this is a great movie. It just forget about sports, right? Um, I knew, but it. boxing, and I just love Rocky Balboa as a character. I love I love this movie so much. Just again, beating the odds, the underdog. Yeah, I'm getting chills because I know this is on my team. I'm taking Rocky. You've got Rocky. I got Rocky. Rocky at the number two pick. Yes. That's pretty good. Now, obviously, Rocky, for longtime listeners of the longtime listeners of the show, know that Rocky is something near and dear to my heart. Oh, uh, I stole it from you then. Uh, you know, Total I've, steal. I've, 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 not only have I done an episode about the history of Rocky, which is available on the Patreon, but my friend Michael Hollander and I have been going through the Rocky movies. We've done episodes on the first four. We're getting ready to record a fifth one next week. So He's well, going to be... He might be mad at you that I stole it from you. I know. I'm, he's he's going to be... You know, upset here you know and we are i mean these and by the way these drafts these are these are not unrestricted free agents like you are locked in these are contracts well, yeah my yeah. number one and two pick is, i'm not i'll never trade them yeah like yeah. there's a potential of a trade down yeah the, and down maybe, the road here we might, we might even you know i might i might trade up with you for your next sure. <laughs> So, all right. So I've got to go with my number three pick. Now, my number three pick, this one is, I'm really torn on this one. There's, there's three that I, I really think could, could make it. But as a Canadian, I am a big fan of hockey mm. and I grew up playing hockey. Now, this movie really, it's not really about Canadian hockey. It's more about American hockey, but it is an incredibly well done film. The movie is called Miracle. It stars Kurt Russell. He plays Herb Brooks, who coached the 1980 men's Olympic hockey team, which, by the way, at the time, back then, you, they were still used amateur players. They were just out of college. And the Soviet Union at the time, they had professional players that quote-unquote amateurs because right, they, were, they, were pros, they, right? they, they were they were they were pros and they had just been steamrolling teams for 20 years and nobody gave them a shot and you know a spoiler alert for a story that's you know 40 years old but you know they they do prevail and eventually do beat the russians in one of the most you know one of the greatest hockey games of all time and al michaels has that famous line you know do you believe in miracles yeah uh, i just think it's a really really well done film and i wanted to make sure that i had a hockey movie on my list so I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm happy to put miracle at number three on my list so i uh i still i haven't watched that oh you movie. haven't seen it no you haven't seen no. it. Oh, oh it's actually no, i know very well about it now and i'm in sales so you know the listeners are curious they're probably not curious what i do but anyway i'm gonna tell you i'm in sales i say that because at majority of sales meetings either breakout sessions you you hear quotes from this movie or video clips to like get the uh, the sales force fired right. up. So like just I've seen clips obviously like a hundred times, 
because this movie, I think he has a big inspirational speech, right? Oh, yeah. So that, I've seen that speech, and you just want to jump up out of your seat when he does that. That's probably, it, I'm sure that that's kind of the buildup at the end of that one. So, yeah, no, no, and it, it is. And there's a great documentary that HBO did about the real Herb Brooks. Oh, yeah. And people forget that that game wasn't the gold medal game. Right, wasn't it that to was, get to the gold it was, medal? It was to get to the gold medal game. <laughs> and, you know, Herb was known for giving these inspirational speeches. And right before the start of the gold medal game, he walked into the locker room and he said, boys, if you lose this game, you'll take it to your fucking grave. <laughs> and they went did in it. there and they came, and they, awesome. they, they, they fell behind they and they, they came back. No, oh, they, they did win. They did a come from behind win and, okay. they, and they ended up winning the gold medal. So... Awesome. That's but that's cool. not that now Miracle is a Disney movie. Right. So you're not going to hear that speech. Probably not in the film. Not. So so Miracle is my number three. So we're going to go over Bill. You are now officially on the clock for your number three pick on the clock. I have so many listed here. And I at this point, I'm, I'm still sticking with classic sports movies. Sure. Just because of just growing up, you know, a lot of these movies I'm going to pick. One, I grew up watching them, but they've impacted me for a longer period of time. So I'm going to go with another classic movie, different sport. But I'm going to the picket fence. I think the move is picket fence, right? So um, this is a basketball movie. And at the end of this movie, coach, another historic speech to fire the team up but also the picket fence is uh the play they ran i think to win the game at the end but my pick is hoosiers from 1986 again i was younger at the time and has made a big impact on me very deep movie too but uh obviously all about sports and basketball such a cool movie hoosiers is good hoosiers was a movie that i actually didn't see for the first time until about five years ago oh okay uh just growing up in canada basketball wasn't really popular when i moved to the united states it was all football 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 sure. And, you know, it was one of those ones that was always on my radar. And then I finally sat down to watch it. And yeah. I mean, Gene Hackman is just, it's awesome. He, he's awesome. That's a great movie. I think that's a great pick. Uh, it's affected me over a longer period of time because there's so many sports movies. We could talk forever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But oh, this yeah. one just got me for a longer period of time. So, yeah. And this is the 2020 sports movie draft you know we'll we'll revisit this next year we Who know, yeah you know we'll we'll, we'll draft the, another team if we have to all right so your number three was hoosiers so my number four movie i'm going back to football okay got it and i'm gonna go to a movie that really gave me what I thought was a realistic look of what professional football is really like. And that is going to be Oliver Stone's Any Given Sunday, which I still contend has the greatest inspirational speech of all time. Al Pacino's speech is four minutes long. <laughs> I've seen that at sales meetings, and too. You've got to fight for every inch. Oh, yeah. uh, I love Pacino. I'm He's a great. big Oliver Stone fan. I just think this is a great movie. This was the first one that really, like, I came out, I think it came out in 97, I think. Probably. And I was, like, 19 at the time, and I saw this in the theater. I'm like, oh, this doesn't look fun. No, being no, a professional football realistic. player does does not look like this is a fun experience at all. It like showed this, the other side. It of showed football. it showed the other side, and it, what was interesting about it was Oliver Stone wanted. It, he effectively had the NFL license to use NFL teams. Yeah, because they had real players in this movie. They think, really right? did. Yeah, but as soon as the NFL reps read the script, they're like, nope. <laughs> They're like, did nope. they have X players then? Because they were, I thought. Well, they, they, he wanted, he wanted to be the Miami Dolphins, right? Okay, uh, and the, the, he was getting the license because there are NFL movies that have real players, the, the, sure. real players, and the NFL license and, and things like that. Uh, but they read the script and they're like, 
uh, no, no, no. <laughs> no. So that became no. the Miami Dolphins became the Miami Sharks. Okay. You know, it's, right. but like this was a breakout performance for Jamie Foxx, who by, uh, up until that point had been known sure. primarily for In Living Colors and be, In Living Color and being a, you know, comedic actor. Uh-huh. And he was steaming Willie Beeman. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, I just, I just think this is a fantastic film. And, Ahead of its time too, a little bit, oh, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And there's some, there's some really grittiness to this movie. There's the scene where the player loses his eye. Sure. And you see them pick the eyeball up off the field and just put it in a little ice bucket. I mean, it, it is brutal, but it's a it's a good movie. Great performances from Cameron Diaz, from Dennis Quaid, Lauren Holly, like I said, Al Pacino. Even there's even a brief cameo with Elizabeth Berkeley, who was uh oh, yeah. in Showgirls. You know, oh, yeah. So great movie. What do you think about that film? I, I watched it as soon as it came out. Because, again, being a sports fan, and it, it was it was a big deal at the time when it came out. Just because, just I think, Oliver Stone and, you know, even the previews, you're like, oh, my God, I got to go see this, right? Because it seemed very realistic. So, like it, when I said, the it shows the other side. It shows kind of the business side. It shows kind of them in the locker room a lot more. It's, it's not just football play, but it does have football play in it. And if I remember correctly, because I haven't seen it in a while, the play's pretty good. Like, I, yeah. I, I try to uh, watch these, you know, rank these movies based on the actual um, sports play itself, too. Because some sports movies, when the movie's about sports, there's another, you know, dialogue going on but the actual play itself sometimes is awful so this one i think i remember being pretty good like the guy actually looks like he's throwing the ball yeah real right absolutely and uh, there's a there's a a really interesting part of the movie and uh where dennis quaid is sort of the uh veteran quarterback of the team and he gets terrible bad uh, he gets a terrible back injury and he's sidelined and this is when jamie uh jamie fox's character sort of steps up and becomes the overnight superstar and there's a scene where Dennis Quaid's character, his nickname is Cap in the movie, and he's talking to his wife about wanting to retire. And she's having none of it <laughs> because her lavish lifestyle will be over sure. unless, unless he continues to play. There's some reality right there. Yeah. And it was, I just thought it was, I mean, that was such a brutal scene. I just remember going, man. Yeah. This was the first movie that said, all right, this is not glamorous. Being a professional NFL player. I mean, it's sure there's a lot of notoriety, right. but it, it is it is trench warfare sure. day in and day out. It's so I, out I, I, I give that movie a lot of credit for changing my perspective about that sport. Cool. So uh, you are on the clock with your number four pick. Well, as I said, I am a baseball player at heart and played, if I remember, 1,300 games or whatever. I remember doing the homework there to see how many games I played. So that's the sport that uh, I know the best. And we did our top ten baseball movies, so I better put at least my number one pick on here. I I'll just go ahead and go ahead and scratch that off my list yeah. right now. <laughs> so all my tens of fans out there, teens, I think I have about you know twelve teen fans out there. So they <laughs> they'd be mad at me if I didn't say Bull Durham, of course. So I'm taking Bull Durham as my fourth pick in the 2020 Dana Buckler Show Draft. I love it. Now, I mean, there's not much we can't say that you we already haven't said on that episode but bull durham is again uh, just a great movie i watched it you know after we after we recorded that episode i think that was in april or may of last year and i went back and watched it again that night you know it's just it's it's just a great movie and and it's just it's more about baseball too right it It, is is baseball and i love the baseball stuff there yeah because it is very spot on when it comes to minor leagues and just old school baseball. It just really hits home. But there's so much else going on in that movie that's oh, kind of cool. Absolutely. And, and it's it's Kevin Costner. Just he's great. He is. He's classic. He's man. Just, he's it's just, amazing how many sports movies that guy's in. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, I agree. 
Okay, so I'm on the clock with my number five pick. Big ones have come off the board, so I'm I'm going through my list here, and I'll edit what I have to edit here. So yeah, sure, you can so, edit. This is where play teams choke. Yeah, this is if the, you if you haven't yeah. done all your exact homework, you exactly, can choke here. exactly. <laughs> so for my number five pick, I am going back to football again. Ooh! Uh, if you haven't figured it out by now, football is my favorite sport. It's, that is it's, kind it's, of our theme today, too. It, it is kind of our theme today. And I'm going to go with the the only movie that I think gets high school football correct. Ooh, wow, okay. And, uh, you know, I look at films like Varsity Blues and things like that, and I just don't think that's... They're, they're fun. Right. They're ridiculous. But the Peter Berg directed film, Friday Night Lights, wow. I think captures the spirit uh, and passion of high school football on a level that I've never seen. It's gritty. It's raw. It is emotional. It's a true story. And it it, it doesn't end the way you think it's going to end. And I think it's one of the, the better performances that Billy Bob Thornton gives. And it's a very understated performance. And I think the football is very raw. And it takes place in the 1980s. And it tells the story of the Odessa Panthers. Texas, right? yeah, Texas, Texas, yeah, yeah. Texas high school football. And it's just such a, uh, I think it's, I think the pace of the film just moves along. I don't think it gets bogged down with a bunch of teenage melodrama. It's right. about football. And it's about this one town's obsession with football, with being the best team in the state. And they do make it to the finals. And that's I'm pretty sure real that, out there, too. It, I mean, oh, yeah. They absolutely. take that serious. They do. So that is going to be my number five pick will be Friday Night Lights. Well done. I. And you are on the clock with your number five pick. Yeah, as I said earlier, this is when if you haven't done all your homework, you yeah. could choke here and just reach. That's the, that's a term they use in drafting is when you reach. Right. Meaning that you might have a couple teams or players in mind and you just get nervous and grab a team or a player that would have fell to you later. That's called a reach, where if you waited, they'd still be there, you know, later in the draft. So I don't want to reach here. Right. I'm still trying to go with um classic movies here just because i want my list to be strong and i'm just really uh delaying my pick here because i am not ready to make i'm on number five right you're on number five yeah all right so i'm gonna and i have so many uh movies here i'm i'm gonna try to define my top five with what uh, means the most to me right now i'm gonna stick with the sport that i actually love the most currently and that's golf Okay. So uh, Kevin Costner's been mentioned prior here, and I'm going to go with another golf movie that I think that if your listeners don't love golf, this is another movie that they would still enjoy watching just because it's such a cool movie and so many flip-flops back and forth and funny. It's funny. This is a comedy. It's Tink Up. All right. Fair enough. Now here... You told me you've never seen Miracle. Yes. I have never seen Tin Cup. <laughs> I'm familiar with it. I'm familiar you haven't with it. seen yeah. this. If I'm, it, it just help me out here. Uh, Kevin Costner's in it. Cheech Marin is in the film. Yeah, he's yeah. his caddy. Yeah, and okay. his rival is Don Johnson. It's Don Johnson. Okay. And again, no offense to him. He's an excellent actor. I don't think his golf swing probably is that great. Now, the, a golf swing is very hard to replicate as an actor, right? So that play itself, not great in the movie. Okay. Uh, but uh, it is... I think it's similar to like Bull Durham where it plays um, a lot of side uh, topic and a lot of stuff going on outside of golf. But uh, there's a lot of play with golf here. Great okay. movie. Lots of music. Good music. Awesome movie. Great ending, by the way. Again, great ending. Great ending. I'm not going right. to ruin any of that. So I'm going to go. My number six pick is really going to be this is. This is kind of the wild card pick. Uh-oh. This is a pick that's probably most people are going to be doing a little bit of head scratching. <laughs> but I am a big football fan. 
Man. And I love the business side of football. I enjoy it. And I'm a big, big Kevin Costner fan. Oh. So I'm going to be going again. This is this is the this is the one where you don't know. I'm trying to think. You don't know if this pick is going to play pan out over the next year. You don't know if this it might if, not. If, if this player is going to this is this is a roll of the dice. They might not right? last on your team here. But it's a movie I've watched six or seven times since it came out. I think it came out in 2014, and that is Draft Day. Oh, okay, God, I, with Kevin Costner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really, really like this film, and I really like because again. It speaks to what you said earlier about how draft day, I'm talking about the actual draft day, has turned into its own show. Sure. And it's just, for those who haven't seen the movie, Kevin Costner plays the the general manager of the Cleveland Browns. Yes. And it's, again, here's a movie that has the actual NFL license, but doesn't really use real NFL players. Right. And it's all about his, a day in the life of him on draft the day. The whole movie is one day. It's one day. And, you okay. know, he... I believe if I, he has the number one pick. Yes. And he trades. That's the struggle. That's the struggle. If you watch this movie, you'll know the struggle. And look, it's not a movie for everybody. If you're not interested in football, I don't know if you're going to find it particularly interesting, but I think the the final 30 minutes of the film, when you're like, well, how is he ever going to pull this off? And the way he pulls it off, I think is excellent. So I have no problem drafting draft day as my sure. number six sports movie. I, I can go wild card. If we can yeah, just keep yeah, going, yeah, I, yeah, I can absolutely. keep going. I can go wild card here. So I, I have, so the, the interesting thing about sports movies, because I did a lot of homework here, just looking at different uh, potential movies i could pick there's a lot of movies that the movie is not about sports right but on the flip side the whole movie is sports but it's not about the sport that's in it so there's so many different movies that you could pick so i'm gonna go with one that's funny since don't i have two golf i already have two golf there's another one that i have for golf that it's hurting me to not pick them i'm gonna not reach on the next golf movie hope they slide to me later down the drought i'm going with uh nascar racing auto racing you're not going to go with what i think you're going to go i'm with. going with shake and bake oh, okay. <laughs> shake and bake talladega there nights there we ricky, go ricky bobby i'm not sure what to do with my hands right now i love this movie is hilarious it is not a uh, academy award-winning movie at all but um <laughs> i could click and watch it at any point and i want the listeners to make sure i want the listeners to understand like we are not saying that these are the definitive greatest sports movies of all time. These are our movies that we love, that we love. Sure. And um, I'm so, well, of course, what do you say about Talladega Nights? It's, it's just hilarious. You know, I mean, it's just funny. It, it's great. And you want to talk about a movie that's got so many quotes and sure. one-liners. And I'm a big Sasha Baron Cohen fan. I think the guy is just amazing. He's on a completely different level. And he's fantastic in this film. He's sponsored by Perrier. Exactly. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> But when you get Will Ferrell and John C. Riley together, they're they're so dynamic in any film they do, but especially in this one. I think this one's for them together. This to me would be their best one that they put together. I mean, for me, for it, me. it's a real for me. It's real close between Step Brothers and this one, sure. but I, I I really like their chemistry in this film, especially. I mean, it's a great movie, and it's one of those. What I like about Talladega Nights is some of the jokes, some of the stuff they they reach for. Sure. It works, sure and, it but does. you wouldn't expect it in any like when they're when they're praying when they're playing at the doing the, the, oh, at yeah. the dinner table the dinner table the like, family dinner the family dinner they're acting like they uh, they made it like they yeah. cooked all the food yeah but it's got KFC Taco Bell yeah. Pizza Hut Pizza Hut. Yeah. <laughs> 
Mountain Dew. But and he's acting it. like he's sponsored by them yeah, all. So yeah. like they sponsored their dinner. So like the whole dinner's yeah, fast like, food. Like, just, like that's, it must have had so much fun just putting that movie oh, together. So that's a great pick. That's a, I, I really like that one. So for my, I'm on the clock with the number seven pick. And um, this one is going to be my my first basketball pick and it's a movie that and i don't hear a lot of people talk about it now but you and i are in the same age range and it's a movie that came out early 90s and oh i love it it. i got it yeah and and it it stars two fantastic actors and that is no Wow. No, it it was on the board. It's wow. on my it's on my board. Okay, but I'm going with white men can't jump. Wow. <laughs> nice. Absolutely, I think that is Wesley Snipes at at his best. I think Woody Harrelson is fantastic. It's a great film. It's really funny. It. I have a it, funny story. It, it's about hustling. It's all about hustling. Yeah, the hustle and, and the I hustle. the hustle and I just love it. And it was Pick again, games. and it was games. again something I'm not really super familiar with until I saw the film. And uh-huh. I just I just have fun. I rewatched it about a month ago, Woody, and I think it's Woody still Harrelson. exactly. I think it still holds up. Yeah, this is so funny. I'm, I'm going to add this. You 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 can cut me out anytime, Dana, because I tend to ramble on here and there. But this this story is hilarious. So in town here. Wesley Snipes, uh, he had a uh, staycation for a week. Oh, uh, oh, yes, and I'm going to add something to yeah, that good. too. Okay, so, good. So, yeah. so this is a good sight. You can keep this on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So he had a week where he was in our hometown of Ocala. I'm just going to say staycation. You can say whatever you want to say. But uh, his uh, group of uh, entourage and friends and family would uh, they would uh, visit this restaurant every night. Okay. Yes. Can I say the restaurant? You can say he the was, restaurant. Sky, right? So I was working there yeah, at yeah, the right. time. <laughs> so I had uh, at the time. Um, I also was at this restaurant quite often for work, and I was in a private room in uh, one of the nights of that week where he was he was frequenting, and I had already had reservations for the private room. I know this story yeah, because I, I was there that night. I know. <laughs> so. I'll tell my side. I can't wait to hear kind of what Yeah, you, so I'm going to follow up to right, that this night. Is great. So, in the middle of the night, me and my friend uh, get approached by the waiting staff. Our favorite waiters came and asked us and said, um, Mr. Snipes is here again tonight and he wanted a private room. But uh, since you're in here, we told him he had to uh, make some space in the rest of the restaurant. They didn't bump me that night. So, I actually, uh, you know, uh, I kept the room, right? So, he didn't bump me out of the room, but we just thought it would be nice to send him a drink. So, we told the staff, you know, we'll buy Wesley. This is, we said, we'll buy him a drink. And then 10 minutes later, <laughs> you guys come back and go, he, he, he's, he said, he, he said, thank you. Yep. Right. And what, what did he ask for? Uh, was it a bottle of Armand champagne? Uh, I, it was Cristal. It was Cristal. Yeah. It was, it was a bottle of but Cristal. Armand was the stuff we were hitting too. Yeah. I, that, that's yeah. So it was, well. so it was a $350 bottle of champagne. <laughs> that was the drink. That right. So drink. we said, we'll send him a drink. And all of a sudden he's ordering a whole bottle of Cristal. And uh, we looked at each other and we're like, all right, this story, we, let's keep this going. So we're like, sure, fine. You know, send it. So then by the end of the night, you know, we we're doing shots with him. To yeah. say thank you, because he wanted to say thanks. So we were like, what is this guy thinking? But at the end of the night, he wanted to thank us. He was appreciative. So we chatted with him. I, I'm curious to hear how the, your guy's side of the. Well, I remember that night because we set a long table in front of the big bay window. This, right. this restaurant was on the sixth floor of a hotel overlooking the city of Ocala. And we had to put this. And we actually had to stand 
about 10 feet away from the table, a, a bunch of us staff to prevent people from going up and bothering him that night oh, because right. it was a fr- it was a, either a Thursday or Friday night and and place was packed and there was a lot of drunk people and they saw Wesley Snipes and there everyone was trying to go over there and talk to him. This is but, why he should be in a private room, but yeah, no, yeah. Bill Cersei's got the private room. Sorry, so, Mr. Snipes. The night before <laughs> that, he came and he did get the private room because he came there every night. Yeah. And uh, I was waiting on the table, myself and another person, and they, they blew it up. You know, they yeah. were doing the, the Armand champagne, the Cristal. Everything. Uh, there was like 10 of them, $2,200 check. Like they were they were blowing it up. Mm-hmm. And I went to go prepare the final bill to bring it in the room. And I walked in the room and they were all gone. Oh, and really? I'm, I'm holding this $2,200 check in mm-hmm. my hand. And I'm just like, and by the way, like will totally be responsible for that if it doesn't get paid. Yeah, that would and, suck. And to understand, like, this was a pretty good-sized restaurant, and the elevator bank was on the entire other end of the restaurant mm-hmm. from where the private room was. Right. So, I mean, I did my best Tom Cruise Mission Impossible run, you know, yes. and, and was just... I did was, you slide down the I'm rafters? T- I'm telling you, I was... I And I caught him just before he was about to get on the elevator. Uh-huh. I'm completely out of breath. Mr. Snipes, Mr. Snipes, Mr. Snipes. Okay, I got the check. Yeah. The check. What do you say? And he goes, oh, yeah. yeah. He goes, my brother will take care of that. And I just look at this other guy, and the guy's like, eh, come here. And just pulls out a wad of cash and just, cash. Pe- just peels off hundreds. How much is it? He just starts counting them down. One, two, three, four, four. He gets to 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, Dude, 28, bankroll. 29. And I'm like, you can just keep going. Keep going. Keep going. I'll roll. And uh, I-, I won't tell anybody what the final number sure. was, but- that's cool. Very generous of him. Nice. And um, and uh, yeah. So another guy, not as big as you'd think in not real tall. life. Not yeah, tall at the all. The night I saw him, he had the uh, the old Seagal, Steven Seagal yeah. like ninja jacket. Yes. Uh, yes. And and when he when he would greet you, he'd do like a prayer thing yeah. when he would greet you. And he had a big uh, big chain with a cross on it. Very very cool. Very, very nice. Chill. Very nice. So the reason why this story is being told is that when my wife, when him and his entourage blew by us on their way out the night we bought him and he talked with us, my wife goes, hey, by the way, I loved you and white man can't jump. <laughs> that was her thing. She said, I'm like, you could have said anything. She says, I loved you and white man can't jump. And I looked at my wife. I'm like, Mel, really? <laughs> That's, the best. That's it? That's the yeah. best. So anyway, that's why the story is being told. I'd have been like, I loved you in Passenger 57. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and listeners can look up why he was in Ocala. That's none of our business. No. So, all right. So that was my number seven pick. So, Bill, you're on the clock with your number seven pick. I'm going... I'm still not going to reach because I know this team's going to follow me at a later point. So I'm going to go with another movie that has affected me or been with me because it's older or whatever for a long time. And again, Dana probably may be on his list. I don't know. But it's Karate. And this is not a typical sports movie, but this is what I was talking about earlier where the movie is really more about other life in general than not sports but it's a karate movie and maybe some might think cheesy or not but i think this movie i another ending that if you haven't seen this movie please watch this movie and watch the ends the karate kid i mean that makes perfect sense (laughs) that's one that honestly wasn't on my board but as soon as you said it i just kind of face face you don't think of this as a sports movie no but that and, and it but it really is but it's so much more than that I did an episode on it about six oh, you, months ago. Oh, I got to watch. I got to yeah, listen to yeah, that. about the history of the film. Cool. It's a really, so you know. really interesting stories behind behind that film. And I, I look, it's a great movie. I actually like the Karate Kid Part Two as well. Sure. 
I think the third one is absurd. Right. But uh, I just think they're I think they're great. And uh, I mean, what do you say? The, the the ending. I saw that movie. It came out in eighty four. I saw it in eighty five. I think it was the Crane. Right. The, the crane, crane. The Crane. The Crane, the crane kick. Oh. Yeah. I mean, that's, you still see like going back to the NFL. If some now there's extra celebrations, right? Yeah. When you get a sack or a touchdown, I've seen like defensive linemen do the crane kick after uh, a sack. It's the, it's, right? it's the best. And it's it's so... What's interesting about that movie is you never see that coming. No way. Like, you see no Miyagi way. on the beach doing it, but you don't... He doesn't really explain what... I mean, it's kind oh, of... Oh, Danielson. And, but, I love it. But, you know, he's fighting Johnny Lawrence... And he's sweep he's, the leg, sweep the leg, the whole nine. Put him in a body bag. Oh, it's the best. Oh yeah, it's the best. But you don't see that crane. No way. Uh, and when totally it, out of. He didn't practice it. No, I, you, he didn't. Like they show a scene of him, but it wasn't it, a thing. Yeah, like, that and, wasn't and it wasn't like, like this is what you have to do. Oh, you know, no. like it's a, it's just such a. It's one of the great moments <laughs> in, in cinema history is that crane kick. Love it. And what I love is in. In Karate Kid Part 2, when he's uh-huh. having the final showdown, he tries to do the crane kick, and the guy, it, it's, that doesn't work. No. Because the guy's ready for it. We all for, know. They we all, all know. know. It's all, coming. It, it, was, it, was, it was awesome. Yeah. All right, so that was your number seven pick, correct? Yeah. All right, good choice. Good choice. By the way, edit it if you want. Yeah. Um, that, the dojo leader... The bad guy. Yeah, Crease. Right. He's in a commercial right now for like Geico or Progressive. Sure. Where but now he's kind of like nice. It's but he's still playing the same character. Still today. I mean that movie's in the eighties, right? Do you have a problem with that, Mr. Lawrence? (laughs) (laughs) And then of course, you know, the YouTube came out with the Cobra Kai. Sure. With Ralph Macchio and Uh and uh Dan Johnny Lawrence. It, It and the roles have been reversed. Okay, right. The roles saying Cobra Kai or he Ralph shouldn't be in it. It's amazing that this movie has expanded this long absolutely you know, i don't think they had any clue and again you know we're just chatting now and yeah. i'm just talking but i uh i just think that it has so much standing like long power of just making an effect yeah i mean it's crazy how we're and you know they they made a remake 10 years will, ago will with will smith's son, right? will smith's son it's and probably a good movie and jackie chan it's and nothing. it's and you know what on its own sure it's a good movie it's it's fun so classic. but it but it's a good movie it's fun it's not bad but it doesn't it's not as good as this one that's right. a that's a great pick so so for my number eight film and again listeners i want to stress that this is all about are you stretching is this uh, a reach this, this is a reach because yeah it probably would fall this this is a reach okay <laughs> But it's a movie that falls into the, it's so bad, it's good. Yes. But I love it because everyone in the film is taking it so serious. And that is 1990s Days of Thunder. Oh, Sorry, nice. Tom Cruise. You mentioned the NASCAR one. I was I was sure. cringing because I, wanted, I really wanted to make sure that was on my list. I watched that one to prep. Okay. This. Okay. And what I, I just love about it is because it was right on the cusp of a movie like that where everybody takes their part so serious, where nowadays there'd be a little more tongue-in-cheek, there'd be a little more humor. Right. But this is stone-cold, you know, Tom Cruise. And the action, the producer-director action. Tony Scott. Yeah, right, Tony right. Scott, for those who don't know, Tony Scott directed Top Gun. You know, he's he's an action movie I think that's why there. the movie's probably and, better. And the it, race scenes are great. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're, they're really good, but it's a bit absurd in its premise. You know, there's... Yeah. But at the same time, like, t- listen, Tom Cruise is in it. You got Robert Duvall playing the crew He's chief. So great. Randy, I love Robert Randy, Randy Quaid plays the uh, you know the car owner, and it's just it. Look, it's a lot of fun, but it's 
completely absurd, but I love it. it some of these movies that just, if you could pull one quote that you can use down the road. Rubbin's racing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, right. So that, that's why some of these movies to me, just, even one quote, because I say that all the time. I say that. Yeah. It, it just comes up in daily life and I'll say it. So yeah. to me, that's why, you know, this movie's not in my top 10, but for me to say that quote, you know. Yeah. It means right? it's, it's endured yeah, over sure. the years. Absolutely. And, and again, I want to stress like this is Tom Cruise being way too serious. <laughs> This was the, at that point, you know, he by this point, he had been in Rain Man. He had been in Born on the Fourth of July. Like he had done some serious, serious. dramatic roles. Right. All right. And he took the role of Cole Trickle serious as he did as the role he did in Born on the Fourth of July. Sure. And I think over the 90s, he he mellowed out a little bit. And, you know, when he had to do the serious dramatic roles like Magnolia and, and things like that, he was on it. But with a movie like this. He could have taken it a little more Mission Impossible. He could have, you know, but they didn't. They, I mean, because I but think they the went action, because yeah, the action, yeah. they really took out so Absolutely. And it's great. And, and it's a local movie for us. Yeah, because Daytona was just, you know, an hour away from us. Sure. And there's a scene where they're racing the rental cars on the beach in Daytona. Like, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's great. All right. So that's my number eight. So, Bill, you are on the clock. I love this. I, I, it seems to me that we're going to get a, a team of 10 here. Yeah, right? we are. I think we're I think we're going to go 10. And then I'm going to have probably a bench that uh, yeah. we'll have to just run well, through. Because the there's su- so many. There's supplemental drafts, which will basically be our honorable mentions. I just. All right. So, I just want to get a wild card. Again, not a. I, I have so many good sports movies for the listeners. There, there's so many else out there that you probably haven't seen that I'll try to list, but I'm going to just go with one that this, again, movie's not about bowling, but I'm putting Big Lebowski on my list. Interesting. So this is not a bowling movie. Interesting. But there is tons of bowling. In because the- I have a bowling movie on my big board, <laughs> and it's course. not the Big Lebowski. It's not, and you wouldn't think Big Lebowski. No, is but bowling, that's great, right? That's and there is a pick. comedy, probably. I'm guessing is yes the bowling movie, but I, this is just a wild card pick, so I can say it's on my list. But there's bowling, so there's I, lots of bowling. Yeah, in, yeah, right. And there's a there's a lot of quotes and scenes, you know. So I, I the the rug ties the whole room together. This may be, in fact. This in the six plus year history of this show. Have you done a show? This is the first time the Big Lebowski has been talked about on this show. Yes. So, so wait, what a way to segue it into the show. So I, I'm a trendsetter here, you, folks. This is this is this is good. I think the big takeaway from this entire episode is going to be that the Big Lebowski has finally been the mentioned dude. on the dude. It's been mentioned on the Dana Buckler show. It has the, never happened. The duder, the dude, Mister Dude. There are so many scenes in that movie. <laughs> That you, uh, it's hard to pick one, but of course, one of my favorite scenes is John Goodman with the crowbar and the Corvette. Oh, yeah. And that is just. Goes what nuts. He goes nuts. It's just fucking, I he love it. He goes berserk. He goes berserk. He's got the yellow shooting he's glasses. Got, he's, he's, he's my favorite character in the movie. Yeah. I mean, next to Jeff Bridges, but he's my favorite character in the movie. Oh, I he's love awesome. It. So, but that movie is just chock full with. It's a lot a Co- going on. It's a Coen Brothers film. Yeah. Where you, every character is just charismatic for for the whatever role they are they're just charismatic mm-hmm. and that is the case in every fucking cohen I, I just it, it's great and again you could speak in more depth than me on this one but the the whole movie he's just trying to get his get paid for his rug it's all he wants it's all he wants <laughs> the whole movie it's a simple premise <laughs> he wears a robe half the movie it's it, so it, awesome and this goes beyond sports for sure i'm just stealing that yeah. they bowled a lot but there's a lot of people that probably this is maybe their favorite movie of all time oh, and right? i know it is a giant cult following so. i know that for a fact i've yeah. had a lot of people reach out to me and say when are you doing an episode well, on, it's on my team there, there you go. Yeah, and it's been drafted on yours. All right, so I'm going to go with look at from my number nine, and I'm going back to the sport of basketball. This is 
a movie that came out in 1994, and that is the Nick Nolte film Blue Chips. Yeah, yeah. Which again, giving me a look at the business side of college sports. Now, there is another film that we'll put on the honorable mentions that gives sort of a, the, the insider look at, at at college sports, but it wasn't. I, upon rewatching the film, it doesn't make my. It wouldn't make my team. I'll get to that. I've got. I, I'm not, I like this movie a lot too. But and Chip, I did a lot of homework. But Blue Chips is excellent, and I, I you know, I don't want to get into super spoilers on this one because it's mm-hmm. a movie that I think it's kind of been lost to the sands of time. Sure. But Nick Nolte, he he is the coach of a, a basketball team. Small They've had, college. Small college. They've had a losing season, and he has always been a coach of integrity and followed the rules. And he is under the gun to produce a winning team. And it basically shows you in an unflattering look of how the big schools potentially could land the star players and the business, the underground business side of how these players choose which colleges they're going to want to go to. And I think they couldn't have cast a better person for that role. He was perfect in that role. It's just so hard to get actors to portray coach, at least from my eyes, because I've played most of these sports and these, these actors and actresses, they do such a good job because I think it's harder to portray some sort of sport or ath- athlete or coach than it is to some other yeah. characters. What's it, no, what's interesting about it is Bobby Knight is in the movie playing himself. Yeah. And Nick Nolte's character is far more intimidating than Bobby sure, Knight. Yeah. Sure. So. And, and if you, I, I wrote down all the names. I, I There's real coaches from college and yeah. NBA. There's real players that we can name. I mean, uh, th- this is an awesome movie. If you like basketball or sports or college basketball, this is great. If you haven't seen it, you should and watch it. Unless we forget, this is Shaquille, Shaquille O'Neal in it. I know Shaq. Penny Hardaway. Sure. Penny Hardaway. I mean, there was... There Ed was O'Neal. Some, Ed O'Neal. Yeah, Ed, Ed O'Neal is great in this uh-huh. movie. He's playing such against type. You know, he like, plays a serious role as a journalist. And it's, it's a great film, and I don't want to spoil it. And I would certainly recommend everybody, because I don't think this movie's 25, 26 years old. Right. I don't think much has changed. Sure. No. The behind the scenes of how, how players get recruited because every every year you hear a story about a, another school that's you know self reporting or they're they're getting you know violations and it's, great great scenes in the locker room great oh, scenes in the yeah. locker room him, him yelling leaves, at the team and, and then he'll leave and they'll come back oh my in god the room. like three times yeah, three oh my god yeah, it's, awesome it's, it's, he's it's, so mad then he's less mad and then he's like all right let's go get him excellent <laughs> all right so that was my number nine pick so you were on the board. With your number nine, man. I mean, we're my uh, my development team behind me here is really working hard yeah. because I'm stretching at this. I'm not stretching, but we're 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 working hard behind the scenes here to come up with number nine. And I'm gonna go football, and I'm gonna go with another one. We've mentioned Tom Cruise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, this was yeah. on my board. Talk about quotes yeah. and scenes that uh, have stuck with me. I'm going to go with Jerry Maguire. Oh, oh, I thought you were going in a different yeah. direction. Oh, okay. I'm going Jerry yeah, Maguire. No, uh, you know what? That's a, show me the money. Listen, that Come on, is. Dana, show, show me the, show me me the money. money. That is one of the most damn entertaining films to come out of the 1990s. Awesome. That is a movie that I'll, I'll for, I will forget about it for two or three years, sure. and then I'll catch it at the beginning on TV, and I'm just hooked. Oh, it's so good! And it, it, it the football plays good. Yeah. And again, behind the scenes, because he is the sports agent. So yeah. you see the agent side of the NFL. And he's the up-and-coming younger agent, if I 
remember, right? Well, he's, yeah, well, he's kind of, he's a little, he's, he's established. He's a name. He's, he's a, a name. He's a name inside his company, sure. and he's got some good clients, right. but he's been trying to land sort of the bigger ones, but he's disillusioned uh-huh. with the with the business side of things, and he writes that memo and oh, just sends man. it out to everybody. And He's you know, so awesome in this. He, I mean, Tom Cruise it's one of his It's one of his best performances, and of course, Cuba Gooding Jr., Rod Tidwell, sure. wins an Academy Award for that performance, there you go. Exactly. And, 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 and rightfully so. He's, uh-huh. he's excellent in the film. And the little kid actors. Yeah. Yeah, and Renee Zellweger. I think that jump. And what's down. the line in the movie? You complete me. Yes. Yeah, you know, I mean, come on, that movie sure. is. Sure. There's that, two quotes. Yeah. There's right? two quotes. Show two me the money, ones. and you complete me. Yeah. yeah. That's that's a Bill. That's a great pick. That was a big movie that year. It was well, huge. It was the biggest movie. I mean, as far as uh, being a trend-setting movie. Sure. I think that was probably the biggest movie that came out that year. Love it. So, there are a lot of movies here for my number. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on number ten. Oh. And there are so many films on here that I know people are going to be reaching out. I can't believe you didn't pick sure. this. And I can't believe you didn't pick this. Right. But for my number 10, I'm going to back to the sport of baseball. And I'm going to go with a film that doesn't really have a lot of baseball in it. But it's all about the business side of baseball. And that is going to be Moneyball. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah. it's for me, it's always about how engrossed and how interested was I the first time I saw this film. And I saw this in the theater and I was fascinated by this story. I was fascinated because baseball, again, it's one of my favorite sports. Obviously, I love football. Yeah. We've talked at great length about baseball and it's it's such a stats-driven sport. And, and it, it was it, changing. That was it, the yeah. evolution of uh, behind the scenes on players building yeah. a team. There was they just, built it on stats. They, and it, what was interesting is there's the great scene where Brad Pitt plays Billy Bean. He's the general manager of the Oakland Athletics. The team with probably next to the Tampa Bay Rays had the lowest payroll in baseball. Right. And they're trying to put together this team. And there's this great scene when they're in the conference room and it's all these old timers, all these old scouts. And they're just talking about, they'd name a player and they would just talk about, well, he's got a good look or, you know, he's sure. He dates an ugly girl, or you know, you know, little things like right. that. Well, what does it mean if he dates an ugly girl? It means he doesn't have confidence. Like they have all these yes. like old traditions, and then you get Jonah Hill's character comes in and introduces this revolutionary new way. Right. And what I love about that movie is it drove me to research the Oakland Athletics post that season okay. and realize that for a long, long time, like they had a very good team that just, they had terrible playoff luck, but they had a very consistently good team for a while based right. on that system. So you, what are your thoughts on Moneyball? I think I liked it. It's hard because I didn't put it in my top 10 the other episode when we did it, but it, it was right there for me to put in the top 10. I just didn't put yeah. it in. But when it comes to baseball play, it's excellent. The business side, like the whole movie is is great. I love seeing that side with the stats. Now, I I remember hearing a story about it, but actually seeing the movie was uh, cool. The actors are amazing. Brad Brad Pitt. Pitt. I I mean, 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 he's just great. He's great. Overall, great movie. Very realistic baseball play. Um, and the, and the behind the scenes on the picking of the players and building a team was, it was great. Outstanding. All right. To round out the 2020 draft. What is your number 10 pick? Sweating. I'm sweating. I don't want to like swing and miss here. I really am not prepared for number 10. Um, I'm going to delay. You're going to have to edit. Where are you? Let's get some behind the scenes talk. Where are you leaning on? Are you done with 10? I'm done. I've drafted my 10. Oh, you do. What I'm, what I'm going to do after uh-huh. you do your number 10 pick oh, is okay. that I'm going to go over the rest of my board. Yeah. And I'm just going to yeah. kind of run down the names Good, of the movies. I want to run through, right? run, run through the names of the movies that were on my board. Okay. And, and again, and, 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 and listeners, we have to make sure everyone, it, it's clear, like, 
we didn't know what who we we didn't no. know what our picks are going to be so we couldn't put our 10 films there was a couple that you named that would have been on my at the beginning right. like so so this this is a pick this is like an actual draft we had to work with what we had to work with oh god all right i'm gonna go with football okay and i'm gonna go with a movie that has a country singer musician in oh it. okay um the blind side Oh, okay. Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. And the singer. Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw, yeah. Who is, by the way, also in, he's also in Friday Night Lights. Oh, there you go. Yeah. He, he wow. plays He plays the drunk dad. You know, the the, the guy who was the, he yeah. was the high school star and this, uh-huh. he, he, he gives his son all the shit. All I'm going to go blindside it. I have so many on here. Um, I'm, I'm going to just lean towards football just because of, sure. you know, the topic at the beginning. But uh, again, great movie. Another behind the scenes to see college to the nfl yeah and a cool story too about adoption yeah no i agree that has a you know big part of my heart too absolutely i mean i I was adopted myself so i mean i completely get that and i i saw a pretty cool story i saw that it's a a great story and uh you know based on a true story based on true story and and michael orr's a fantastic fantastic player yeah he played in the league for a long time yeah yeah, he's a great player that's a great pick all right so those are our we've drafted our team so Having said that, I'm just going to run through some of the movies that were on my board. I mean, we had to make decisions. This we, listen, might be just as fun as picking we, 10. We, there was a lot of pressure, and we had to make some decisions. So I, I'm going to put, obviously, these are all honorable mentions that were on my list. I have uh, two for the money. I love the Matthew McConaughey Al Pacino film. That's about sports betting, so that's yeah. why it didn't make it on my list. I had Slapshot on there. Obviously, A League of Their Own, Field of Dreams, Bad News Bears, some of my baseball movies. One that I was very close to picking was Mr. Baseball, the Tom Selleck one. I just think that was great because you, you learn all about the Japanese culture. Sure. And they're, they're fanatics about baseball oh, yeah. over there. Uh, football movies. A very strong honorable mention for Gridiron Gang, and I'll explain why. Gridiron Gang was directed by my friend Phil Juano at Stars the Rock, came out in 2006. It has, and I invite listeners to go back and check this out. It has some of the best football. We talk about accuracy in yeah, movies. The play, yeah. He hired the NFL films people to come out and shoot all the footage. Really? And when you watch it, you're like, oh, yeah, like you get it. Like this, it's some of the best football out there. I'm going to write that down. And what's even more interesting than that is it's one of, I don't think there's another football game where the final game, there's no play by play. Really? There's no play by play. They it, just show the game? They show the game. And you I mean you keep up with what's going on, right. but they don't have play-by-play announcers. Got it. And Phil and I talked about that. We did an episode where he talked at great length about this film, and he Got said, it. "Well, this was a corrections, a juvenile detention center that that was playing football. They're not going to have play-by-play announcers, so right. that would have been fake if I would have added that in there." That's cool. Okay. But but um, that's realistic. And another thing he taught me was and this makes sense for all football movies is they use real football players. There is like a guild of former football players that appear in all of these football movies uh-huh. because they don't put the real actors out there during the football scenes. Right. They'll, they'll have close-ups of them, sure. but but they, I, I learned that like with every movie from, you know, every movie, The Blind Side to Any Given Sunday to Friday Night Lights, those are all a guild, a union yeah. of old fo- ex-football players that, that go around and do all these movies. Like, I thought that was really interesting. So, uh, yeah, big honorable mention for that one. Another honorable mention for me is Big Fan, the Patton Oswalt film where he's obsessed with the New York Giants. Have you seen that no, movie? No, I don't want to spoil it. 
It's sure. a great film. There's no football in it. Right. Okay. Uh, right a song. couple other ones on here. Obviously, I put Hoop Dreams on there because I think it's a great. That gets uh, hit a lot on like number one lists. Yeah, it's. A I, gr- I actually never seen. Great it. documentary. Uh, speaking of hockey movies, Slapshot was on there. Uh, Sudden Death. The John Claude Van Damme film. Your your list is hilarious. A lot of these I don't. I didn't even write down. Yeah, I, I love how we're just. It's different. Yeah. That's why this is a good show. Yeah, this I, is none great. of these are. On I've my got list. for the love of the game on there. I think that's sure. a. It's a great movie. Um, I have another one called the Ridiculous List. This is films <laughs> that would have never made it on. Never on I'm my. I'm just board. writing all these down. My my, my ridiculous list uh, includes. Uh, oh, I got you. Necessary roughness, Wildcats, which I think is fun, and Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore is that they almost got like they're 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 they're, they're, they're very watchable movies, but they're never going to make my top ten. Sure. So Happy Gilmore almost made it on mine. Uh, Varsity Blues would make that list, and the movie I said uh, I toyed with as far as giving me a behind the scenes of college sports was the program. Oh, program. That's I have that. I wrote that down. Yeah. At the time, great movie. Great movie at the time. I don't know if I watch it. Don't feel like it holds up. No, I watched it like a month ago. Okay. Definitely doesn't hold up. I didn't think so. But at the time, it was big. Yeah. Oh, it was big because it was one that was like that first real gritty look at. Sure. Oh, this is this college football is not fun. Right. No. I love the movies that I love the movies that show you like this sucks. Yeah. You know, like this is this is not fun. Yeah, they're bleeding. Yeah, they're, they're hurt. This, oh, is, this yeah. isn't like glorious. And you get the one guy Latimer who's doing everything he can to to hide the drought, the steroid so use. You love the program. I, well, listen, I, I saw it. I saw it. There's, listen, all I'm going to say there's a scene when he has to he has to figure out a way to clean his urine. Oh, fun! And there's a, a very interesting like a scene, drug test, like a drug test. Oh, okay, that, yeah. So, but he's got there's a, and and that they've basically said to him, well, we're going to actually watch you go to the bathroom because you've been doing something. And sure. I believe it. All right, so um, okay, I can, got, yeah, yeah, go just, ahead, finish. Yeah, yeah, I just want to hear the ones that are on my list more. here. Um, Remember the Titans, North there Dallas Forty, yeah, uh, all the right moves, which is the one I thought you were going to do the Tom Cruise when you said Tom Cruise yeah. football, all the right moves. Uh, what else is on here? The Natural, Eight Men Out. Uh, rookie of the year, bad news bears. You got all my us. baseball. These, yeah. yeah, this is all on the other. And uh, yeah, so you what, do like baseball? Yeah. What, what what were some of the other ones that were on your board? So I wrote. I, I tried to stretch the uh, sports movie theme, right? Right. So, so I have color of money. So that's billiards. Oh yeah, yeah. great, so great. That's film. a great movie. Yeah, people. Uh, yeah, it's a Martin Scorsese film with Tom Cruise and Paul Newman. I mean, right. what else do you need to know? Right. We don't have to tell you anything about it. No, just, just watch, yeah, watch the movie. It's awesome. It's about billiards and hustling a little bit, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. great ending too. It's awesome. Great ending. Um, I wrote longest. So longest yard, North Dallas forty. Remember the Titans were kind of some. Now let me ask you this: that, on the longest yard, we're talking the Burt Reynolds. There's two of them. There's yeah, the original one's a good one. The right? original. Yeah. Sandler, I think, did a second one that was more funny. It was more funny. Yeah. 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 But the original one's probably worth a watch if you want to see like a seventies type yeah. football Gritty. movie. Yeah. Um, I put ha- Happy Gilmore, but you mentioned that. Um, so that's that she, Sea Biscuit. That's uh, horse racing. Yeah, that's an excellent that's, movie. That's, that's, win, you know what? Really Didn't award, even right? come on my radar. Yeah. Sea Biscuit's great movie. Great film. And then let me run through here. And All right. So here's a giant stretch. High school basketball. Teen Wolf. I had Teen Wolf on my list, too, but I took it <laughs> off because I was like, I don't know if people are going to let me get away with that. Uh, listen, the final basketball game, just with the song that plays during the final <laughs> win in the end. That's a great Great. I listened to that. Shit. And they did a second one. Jason Bateman's. And again, it's boxing. Second or third? It was the second oh, one. Boxing? And it was oh, boxing. Gosh. He played the cousin to Michael <laughs> J. It was called Teen Wolf 2 T O O. 
Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. It, oh, yeah, it doesn't yeah. doesn't hold up. Uh, Jason Bateman, he's he recovered from that one. Thankfully, I put Nacho Libre. That I love Nacho Libre. Right. I think this movie this we, movie kills me. We had no wrestling on this on this no, episode. No, I'm sorry. No, no holds barred. No, I'm you sorry. know the wrestler. Yeah, the wrestler. I think Academy. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. Yeah. I Nacho Libre. I could watch thirty thousand times. Sure. Now, most of the listeners probably would turn it off right away. Maybe I don't know. I love Nacho Libre. So that's what wrestling like a uh, Mexican. Oh yeah, he yeah. was in Mexico. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Right? No. Great. So great movie. Um, and then I have Invincible, which is an excellent football movie. I have Invincible written down under my list of football films. I'm just going through real quick. Now, two things I do want to mention. Hopefully, they get on a show. I'll save those. I, uh, before I get to those, Bagger Vance is an excellent golf movie. I've never seen it. Uh, that's, that's Will, Will Smith. Smith and yeah. Matt Damon, right? Never yeah, seen it. Very cool about a famous golf match. Ali is a great basketball movie. Ali? You're talking about the uh, boxing. boxing oh, movie? did I say Will- boxing? Yeah, with yeah, Will Smith. Will Smith, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Rocky, I put three, four, but I, I think I get the whole franchise on my pick. I'm yeah, you do. All the Rocky yeah, you, yeah, you clipped them all. Cinderella Man's excellent. Ah, good movie. You didn't movie. say Kingpin. I was, that's the, uh, that bo- was, that's that the bowling that was the bowling one, one that okay. was on my list that was on my board yeah and uh, anything else I'm missing Invictus my buddy told me I should put I think that's either rugby or soccer that's rugby with yeah, uh, again rugby. Matt Damon and uh, you've got Morgan Freeman playing uh, oh, Nelson that's right. Mandela that's rugby yeah. Yeah, and then good Victory movie. is the soccer one that's like I haven't Stallone. seen Victory I think yeah. it's Stallone yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked right. about that on uh, Michael and I talked about that on the uh, episode we did on Rocky. Now here's a stretch. Bad words is not really sports, but bad words is about um, spelling bees. So yeah, spelling bee is yeah. a sport. Well, it, they show it's it on, on ESPN. ESPN. Yeah, this is a very dark comedy. That's Jason Bateman. Okay, that is absolutely ridiculous and hilarious. And it's Bad Words. I okay. don't know if you've seen this. I haven't seen it, oh but my I'm God. very familiar with it. You have to watch Bad Words. Um, I put in there uh, Point Break, because that's surfing. Surfing. Right? That's a so great almost one. A da- and then there's another surfing movie that could have. All right, so here's the two things I want to mention. You can put it on there if, if you want. Kenny Powers, or Eastbound and Down, was a HBO show. This is not a movie. But uh, if you like baseball, an absolute must watch. You've seen. I've seen these found down. We've talked about it many times. Absolutely. Love that. And a YouTube uh, video that has to do with soccer. Have you ever seen Scott Sterling? No. No, I'll check that out. Oh, gosh. Yeah. You have to watch Scott Sterling. It's about eight minutes long. Okay. All right. I think I said. uh, All right. Well, listen, Bill, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, we squeezed in a lot. I'm sorry. I no, wanted to get a lot no, of names out there. Yeah, if, we're, if listeners can jog stuff down if they want to just like maybe see one that we didn't get in, into detail. So I think what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to keep these drafts going. So sure. we, did, we did sports movies. Yeah. So we might have to do action movies. We might have to do comedies. I love it. I, 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 I appreciate I, being here. I think and we got a little. Uh, I I've earned my keep. I would love to be back. Yeah. No. No. Done. I'm already talking to you right now. Like, listen, we got to We got to come up with another like comedies. Oh, that. How much? How much fun? Oh, will that great. Be? Yeah. Oh, this is so, fun. I love uh, just the draft side of things, and then we can get maybe more detail of some of the movies if we do it again. Absolutely. All right. So, Bill, thanks for being on the show. Always appreciate it. And if you want to follow us on social media, you can do so on Twitter at Dana Buckler Show. You can follow me on Twitter at Dana Buckler. You can follow me on Instagram. I have two Instagram pages now. I've got one for the show, which is at the Dana Buckler Show. And I have my own, which is at the real Dana Buckler. And you can email the show with questions or comments at the Dana Buckler Show at gmail.com. Be sure to check out the website, the Dana Buckler Show.com. So once again, Bill, thank you. Thanks for being here. Dollar Bill is out. And my name is Dana Buckler. And thank you so much for listening.